This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey guys, this is Sam from Team Gary V. This is a mashup on how Gary optimizes his day to day. Clip number one from June 1st, 2015. Uh, it was an Ask Gary V where he answers questions from Pedro Mendez on tips for time management and how to avoid getting overwhelmed. Pedro asks, What's your best tip for time management? Pedro, actually, I'm, I don't know. My, my tip for time management is to have an assistant who you make the czar of your time. And there's this, let's go find Matt DeMeo, actually. Let's get, let's get out of the cube a little bit. Let's see if we can find DeMeo. So for me, the time management is humanly scale. What I basically do is I find a human being that allows me to do it. And so in this scenario, that dude is my... Uh, that's my answer for time management, putting a human being who actually is the czar. Matt, would you say you're the czar of time? Uh, that might be a bit much, but I'm good with it. And so, you know, he knocks on the window and says, your next meeting, and he texts me, and he's like, are you on this call? So that's what I do. I, uh, I use human beings. Obviously, Using a human being to manage your time is not very practical for most of the audience, so I'm going to try to give some practicality, which is, I really don't know, because prior to using a human being, I didn't really have a great system. Obviously, we have technology now, like phones that buzz you, and Google calendars. I don't know how people do it. Uh, I just think it becomes a religion. I decided my time was worth a lot to me, and I created infrastructure around it. For me, it was humans. For you, it's gotta be something that reverse engineers your actual behavior. Clip two from June 12th, 2016. In this clip with Office Depot, Gary talks about how he manages his time on a day-to-day basis despite having so much to do. What's up, everybody? Uh, You know, I was giving some thought here and I was thinking, oh, what could be the one piece of tangible advice that I could give to you uh, that I've seen work for me in the last two decades of business and seen all the startups I've invested in that have won? What's worked for them? And I would say, as you go into uh, the fall, and the back half of 2016, I have a huge, huge idea. Time management, right? You hear about it all the time. But let me go even more specific. Instead of pontificating in theory, yes, I know, Gary. I know every pundit that wants to talk, time is important. We get it. How about this direct tactic? Uh, No question, one of the biggest impacts on my business in my life, and definitely in the organization here at VaynerMedia has been, is cutting down meetings. I bet you if you sit right now at the end of this at the end of this video, if you sit and open your calendar app or work with your assistant and cut 60% of your meetings directly in half, you will have a more successful business fall and winter. I believe that humans fold the amount of things they have to do into the time slot that they allocate. So, one huge time management big 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 idea is the following. Take 60% of your meetings in September, October, November, and December and cut them in half. Clip four from January 26th, 2016 on the Ask Gary V episode 177. Gary takes a question from Kyle Reed about how to spot the difference between busy work and valuable work in business to avoid wasting time while feeling busy. Kyle asks, when you are hustling, how do you spot the difference between busy work and valuable work? 
You know, Kyle, that's a great question, and honestly, that's a work in progress always. Uh, to me, uh, Sam, real quick. This is gonna be a real live lesson in retail. Um, please always make sure you ask the customer if they need any help. Oh, I got you. Yeah, them? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. good. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Get out of here. Get his handle. Um, so, so I think the, <laughs> gotta shift the brain from retail. This is something I've dealt with my whole life. Like, you know, I've, I don't think I've mastered it. I don't think that I, I mean, I'm doing busy work even now at the level that I'm at. I'm still doing busy work that I think is, uh, in hindsight, uh, not as good. I think experience helps you. I think over time, I've learned through, oh crap, I remember when I did that back in the day, don't do that again. You start understanding. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make, especially as they grow their business, uh, or in the beginning when they're crippled by this thought of quality work versus just doing it, you know, like smart work versus just work, is, when you start judging it too much, you start leaving yourself out of opportunity for serendipity and upside that you can't see. There's been a lot of things that on paper may look like busy work, going to, get, you know, just kissing babies and shaking hands or just replying to everybody on Twitter, things that not everybody thinks is the best scalable use of my time that has led to enormous upside because it wasn't obvious when you first did it. Uh, including a video show, including 10 years ago in a month, sitting upstairs doing a video show where everybody's like, we needed you that hour to sell wine or to reorganize our operations. Why are you putting a video on YouTube? What is YouTube? Like, got it? It ended up being the biggest, single biggest decision of my career up to this point, transitioning myself into a media property and a brand from just being an operator on this floor. Wasn't obvious, felt like it could have been busy work. And there's been other things that I've done like that that have been busy work. You know, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like a million things that we've stopped and started that didn't become real. It happens with us every day in our team. So, so I think that, um, I think you don't always know. I think you find out after the fact. And I think to have a long 40 to 60 year old professional career that's successful, as long as you're learning in year one, three, seven, nine, twelve patterns, start becoming more self-aware about yourself, understanding your strengths and weaknesses. You start having less just busy work and more high-impact work, and that's what's happened in my career. Clip five, from April 9th, 2015. Gary talks about how he managed his time before he got an assistant when he was running his businesses. Yoli asks, before you had an assistant, how did you structure your day? Yoli, first of all, I just want to, to tell you I appreciate all the interaction. Thanks for being a uh, supporter of the Ask Gary V Show. By the way, back to the last question. The middle is dangerous. Uh, pre-assistant. <laughs> I mean, it was a disaster. I was such a bad person. People, you know, I had this power position at Wine Library where I was one of the biggest wine buyers in the world, or definitely in the U.S., in the world. And... Uh, and not that it got to my head, but I was like, look, somebody could wait 15 minutes or 20 minutes if I'm like, you know, finishing up this meeting. They're here to sell me. So I, I kind of took the, you know, the buyer's approach mentality to that. But what was bad was I would triple book people. Like literally, I used to be like on the floor at 11.30 in the morning helping somebody with, you know, a big selection for a party. And I'd see like somebody walk in and be like, oh yeah, that's right, I have a meeting with Craig. And I'd be like, yeah, and you should try this Pinot Noir. And then I'd be like, oh crap, why did Frank just come in? That's right, I have a meeting with Frank and I think it's at the same time. That's bad, let me figure out what I'm gonna do. And by the way, you need a little cheese for your party. Why did Sally just walk in? Holy crap, I'm triple booked and this would happen a lot. And it was complete chaos, it was disorganized, uh, it wasn't efficient and it was piss poor. 
Clip 6 from July 31st, 2017 on the Ask Gary V episode 261. Gary answers a question from Matthew Posey about how to manage time when you've got a side hustle and a family so you don't neglect one from the other. Gary and Brandon, I cannot believe it, man. Believe it, brother. I've hit uh, several different spots just waiting online, man. It's great to finally talk to you guys. No worries. Where are you from? Austin, Texas. Love it. What's your question? You know, I've been grinding through the same industry for about 15 years. I love it. I'm passionate about it. It is not a sexy profession at all, but it is something that brings home the bacon, man. It, It feeds my family. It feeds me and other passions that I have. But it's, uh, it's not a nine-to-five. It's a sales job. I'm in it all the time. So I'm pursuing other passions, other wants, other ideas that I have. But, again, I've listened to you talk about, hey, you need six hours of sleep and you need to grind on your second job, your extra job. But, man alive, there's only so much I can do within a shortened period of time. So and you, I've got to provide. I've got uh, to provide for my family. You're not wrong. So now let's get to the most interesting part. And? And I'll continue to grind. I'll, I'll continue to do what I can, when I can, as often as I can. And, and I think that's the punchline, you know, brother, right? Like, like, like life's about alternatives. Like, I think that's awesome that you're dealing with the practicality. And look, by the way, when I talk about six hours of sleep, you know, some people need seven, some people need eight, and that's fine. To me, as long as you feel good about what you're doing when you're on the field, right? As long as you feel good about your 14, 16, 17 hours, and don't forget, you gotta fix the plane while you're flying it. Like, if you wanna get out of the situation you're in, your only option, you only have one option. It is to grind in those four, five, six hours that you have, and it will take longer because you don't have 18 hours to just put it into this thing. The problem is you have no alternative. It sounds like you have responsibilities that you've made in your own head, financial responsibilities, emotional responsibilities, and you have to deliver on that, right? Uh, every day. So I think, I think what people have to understand is so does everybody in some shape or form have a version of that and you just gotta navigate it the best you can and not be crippled by it and try to be as successful as you can on those off hours to hopefully create that world where it switches over where you can do that full time. Brandon? I also think you just gotta give yourself at least 30 minutes a day just to think about the possibilities and what if. And do a little daydreaming. Usually I do it while I'm exercising but it's really important to give yourself time to just think about what if and daydream. I'm a master daydreamer. Um, I, I like daydreaming when I'm walking and I just think about what if because if you don't give yourself that time, it's it's difficult. You got to picture it. For me, I like to picture like, wow, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go and see. Like I have this whole thing. I'm gonna do this whole thing with Obama. I want to do his first autograph signing. It's like my dream. I I, I, already, I pictured it. What I'm gonna say to him? And I'm just working backwards. So sometimes you picture something, and just work backwards. But give yourself the 30 minutes a few times a week at least to do that. I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, and I'm giving myself that that time. I mean, I I learned it from you, Gary. Is give myself that time between you know I've I've got three little kids, you know, ranging from eight to two years old, and. They're, you know, them and my wife are my number one clients. They, they come first above everything else. But it's, 
I'm passionate about the, the job that I have. I love helping other people achieve their goals. That's always been my number one goal. And it's trying to, at you know, your age, Gary, I mean, I'm, I'm 42 years old. I, I got you by a couple of months. It's I'm trying to take that time to briefly become introverted enough to follow my dream, my passion, when I have time on oh, somebody else may consider it like off time, man, but I, I, I just keep grinding. Um, but I can't give up and I, I don't want to give up you the, shouldn't. the passions and, I have for the business and, that I'm in right now. And listen, my man, if you're good, then you're good. The reason I try to get everybody to be selfish is the best way to be selfless is you're happy. And everybody's trying to like, if you're making everybody else happy and you're miserable, you're gonna crack and you're gonna regret and then you're not doing anybody any favors if you crack at 49 and blame everybody for your shit. Everybody makes their bed, sleep in it. You will never hear me complain about not having enough time with my kids or family because I'm making choices. I have friends who all they do is complain about not being with their family that have $100 million in the bank. I'm like, if you, com- if you complain about that, then spend more time with the family. Then in reverse. Absolutely. All you have is people that complain about not having more and they want it, but it's because they go to every single softball game and recital, you make your bed. And if you're happy, man, then you're good. Yeah, no question. And I'm, also, I'm you're in a great town, I'm, by I'm the way. Austin. What's up, my friend? I'm sorry, Brandon, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Austin's got so many opportunities, so much growth. It's so vibrant. You're in a really special town. I mean, you know, Austin is just off the hook as far as his energy, the vibrance, the youth. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity. You may need to kind of reset a little bit and rethink about some of the opportunities that may have passed you, said no to you, and go back and ask again. Things have changed a lot in Austin. You may want to go back to some of those things. I want to go back to that. Were you saying that you're content but hungry? Is that where you were going? I'm content with what I have. I've been in the mortgage industry for 15 years. Again, it's not sexy. And I love the company I work with, Axia Home Loans, but it's not its not everything that I know that I have a passion for. It's not every last thing that I know I've got rattling around in my head. It's hard for me to narrow the field of saying, okay, I've got so many thoughts, so many ideas of what I can do, not necessarily just in this industry, but in in other things as well. I, I love what I'm doing, but I know that I have more potential. Matthew? I know that there's something Matthew? else that I'm, I'm, Matthew? I want to do. Matthew? Sir? Yes, sir. You're not fully content. And nor should you be. And, and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and or, and or, I'm going to throw you a completely different curveball. I would argue that I'm content, which would throw everybody for a curveball. But I am. Like in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm super content. Like I'm content because I get to play my game, right? Like, like it's not that I need more. It's not that I need to buy the Jets tomorrow or have, be on more covers or have another great investment or 400 million for Vayner. My content part, I actually think I'm content. I actually would argue, Brandon, you're content because you're playing your game, right? And so Matthew, the thing that I want people to understand is content versus I'm okay and or I'm solid but, you know, I feel like I'm content yet hungry because I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. If you listen carefully to the way you described it, I wouldn't call that being content. And it's okay to, go ahead. 
let me throw this out. You were or were not content with just VaynerMedia before you went off to Vayner Sports and getting into music. There was something else that drove you that direction, some other want. It wasn't that you didn't love VaynerMedia. It was, is that it, or do you see other opportunities in doing something else? Yeah, I think, I think the key is don't be satisfied. Yeah, that's a different thing. You know, thing, be content, right? but don't yeah. be satisfied. Yeah. God, I'm, yeah. I love Steiner Sports. Yeah. I mean, my company, God, it's like my, it's like my child, but I'm not satisfied. Yeah, I think, listen, and you can get into semantics with these words. Here's what I would say for everybody who's watching. I'm just desperate for everybody to get in that zone. Like, look, anybody who watches my show or calls me is already different than me because I'm not doing that with anybody ever, ever. And so for me, I'm always trying to think about that insight. What is it, why have I gone to a place where I don't even talk to Steve Ross or anybody who's done it? I'm just so in my own insular place. What is it that I have there? What is it, is it, by the way, it might not even be a strength. Is it a weakness? Is it that I'm, uh, is it do we all learn differently? I don't think it's some superpower. I'm always just trying to say what is it? And, And it's what makes me know that I'm in a different place than a lot of people that consume my content. It doesn't make me better, makes me different. And I'm trying to find angles to throw at you guys to bring you value. Make sense? Love it. Cool, my man. All right. Hey, podcast peeps. I know you're uh, a listener, but are you a watcher? Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. on YouTube, youtube.com slash Gary V-E-E, the daily V, the best business vlog on earth.